Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, as you can see here, uh, it's Jared, Bob, and Jones. Uh, Jones making another uh, return to the show. Te- technically, that's three episodes in a row. Um, although this time you have a uh, fully functioning laptop and a charger. Um, you made yeah, it on for the last like five to ten minutes of the first show we did the other day. And then your laptop died like three quarters of the way through the second episode. But now you're here. The third time's a charm, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, imagine you live in a world where your dog doesn't eat everything in your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It must be nice. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things I say when you can, you know, when I, when I opened up here, as you can see, it's Jones. It's true. You can see that it's Jones. Because you're on YouTube, because we're back on YouTube, because big news, uh, we won our appeal. <laughs> I was going to say, it popped. So I don't watch our videos, but I have, I am subscribed to the channel. Yeah. So I was on my subscriptions and it was there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then- I found out uh, yesterday, like, I don't know, maybe around like five o'clock. I, I looked at the, the sarcasm speaks email just for shits and giggles to be like, oh, I wonder if YouTube sent anything. And they said, uh, you have won your appeal. So we beat the algorithm. We beat YouTube. They put our episode back up. So is that a, against a grand jury or? <laughs> a... <laughs> uh, that I mean, that's basically SCOTUS. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do we blame Canada in this situation? I feel like we should blame Canada. I feel like you always blame Canada. You you always eat the cat food and you always blame Canada. Those are those are rules here. You know, we're we're not yeah, some right fu- we're not some fucking savages around here. We do have rules. Yeah, so when I pulled it up, I was able to watch it and I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's not right." Yeah. And then there there is like a little ticker like COVID-19 vaccine, get the latest information from the CDC. Um Ah, they fucking tagged, they fucking, you know, whatever. They Yeah, I mean, stat, I feel like they I, stat checked us. <laughs> yeah, I mean whatever. Cuz we're a detriment. We're we're spreading misinformation. Oh, no, we're not because we won our appeal. That's true. In my appeal, right, which this is a this is a thing. It, very interesting. So when you appeal a strike on YouTube, they allow you to add a written defense. However, they limit you to 100 characters. That's less than a tweet. You get 144 characters in, in on Twitter. Tweets. Yeah. So like I try, I started typing in my thing and like was going to type out this like very like well-written thing. And then it's like, you've exceeded your limit. And I was like, what? And then I look at the bottom and it's the little counter and it's like slash 100. I'm like, I get 100 characters to defend myself. Like that's so inefficient. Like people would send fucking books back. Yeah. It's like, who's going to read this? You get no, I mean, that's fair, but like 100 characters to defend your fucking thing. I mean, it worked for us, right? It, clearly, I did it right. 
I mean, hundreds of characters are hard to make a cogent thought. That's so, what I mean. Well, no one can make an intelligent thought, so it doesn't matter how many characters they give you. <laughs> I'm just it's it's very simple. You just be very concise. It's very concise, very like I had to go, I had to do an online chat with uh our payroll company because one of our employees was trying to access a pay stub and he couldn't do it. So I went in, I like granted him access and resent the invite because I don't know if he ever set it up. And then he's like, yeah, he goes, uh, no luck on that. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Well, and, you're fired. <laughs> well, I just don't get the pay stub. I get, no, so I sent, I sent him the pay stub. In in the meantime, he had texted me. He goes, hey, this is what they sent on the chat. And it's like, oh, well, your company hasn't allowed access. All right, let me hop on a chat. Yeah. And then it goes, like, the chat's like, well, your employee hasn't requested it. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, you people need to figure this the fuck out. Yeah. Which, yeah. no, you don't, because it's over with. But that was the other thing. I'm like, I already know, like, with these fucking chat things, people are like, good morning. How are you doing today? Like, I was hoping to access the whatever. I go, my employee can't get his pay stub. Yeah. That's it. Yep. <laughs> like, all lowercase, no punctuation. Yeah. <laughs> like this is an online chat. You fucking figure it out. Yeah. And guess what? They did. Yeah, I mean that part is fair, right? I mean, especially because Concise. people those yeah. chats, like you don't know who you're dealing with. Like you might have someone in fucking Malaysia or you know, India or wherever the fuck all these call centers are. They always want to grab it. Yeah, and then but then it's like so okay, so you have a hundred characters. All it would say again, I don't know what you typed, but apparently it was good enough and it worked. So you you pulled it off, credit to yourself. <laughs> but all I would have like said was like, again, because I don't know how many characters this is, but we referenced a study from the journal Vaccine. That's all I would have said. Like Yeah. Cause then it's like and or it's like no original thoughts. Like I I'm pretty sure that's probably a hundred characters or less. Yeah, I think so, that checks out. I mean, that's effectively what I wrote. I, I I wrote something along those lines. It was like everything we were talking about was from the peer-reviewed journal vaccine. Yeah. Dennis's asshole, why Charlie hate? <laughs> because Dennis is a bastard, man. Like, <laughs> that fits. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our real estate lawyer, I actually got him watching that show now. <laughs> uh, mostly because when so like our, our little betting syndicate which is not a fucking syndicate at all uh, when Chris is on the fly he texts like shit and then like sometimes it's like un unreadable like it's it's not legible and I, I just I, I just send that back I go Dennis's asshole why Charlie hate <laughs> and he goes you keep saying that. What's that from? I go, always sunny. It would be well worth your time to watch. Lo and behold, I was right. <laughs> that is a great show. No, to be fair, I haven't watched in a while, so I don't even know what the new stuff is. I haven't watched any of the newer stuff, but I, I think the first 10 seasons, at least, I'm pretty well versed in. So I think season four is Charlie McDennis and the Jersey Shore. That's usually my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. I like, think, I, what are they on now? 14 or 15? Maybe 16? Either, 
I think they were on 13 last year. Okay. So yeah, maybe Frank, I'm Frank isn't in the first season. Right. So maybe I'm only familiar with the first with nine seasons then. Like I, I don't think I've I've watched the new stuff since COVID. Right. Like I I probably watched whatever new season was out during COVID, and then that that's the last time I saw new stuff. Yeah, I, I, I off the top of my head, I can't remember either. Yeah. But like remember when like the Boggs episode was like a new episode? Yeah. <laughs> that's probably fucking six years old at this point. I, yeah, yeah. I think the last new stuff I watched was when uh Mac they end the season with Mac doing the interpretive dance when he comes out as gay. I think that's I the last that's that. like the last new episode that I watched. I don't know what season that is. Yeah, I don't know where we're at. But fantastic show. Like just one of those I'm, shows. I'm waiting, that... I'm waiting for Mike to get into seasons like three through six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are the best. <laughs> the uh what the fuck was it? the health inspector one? Where yeah, like, that yeah, they have like the trick chair every time they run around, Charlie has to slam the chair. And they put him like in the back alleyway or something. There was something fucked up with the bathroom. Like it was just, it was, that was a great one. The quarantine one was pretty good. When they all think that they, they well, they have like a um, musical performance to do. So they're like, oh, well, we don't want to get sick. So like we want to like stay away from everything or whatever. And they all one by one end up thinking that they got sick. But it turns out that they were just having alcohol withdrawals. <laughs> That one was pretty good. Uh, I was always partial to, I think it's Charlie Kelly, King of the Rats, because I think that has his dream book. <laughs> um, I want to say that's that one. And then obviously the one. Um, I mean, when they when move to the suburbs, that no, when that... they're walking, no, 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 when they're walking, uh, when in each other's sh- like, it's like, oh, why, like, I forget what it is, it's like walking in each other's shoes or whatever, like, that was like the thing, like, you don't know how hard I have it, pal. That, that is drink a beer, huff the glue, eat the cat food, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it makes this like chemical reaction that just makes you super sick, yeah, so you, you just, just fall asleep. asleep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The hurricane one with the um, all-American store is great too, with the bunker and the deviled eggs. I don't know if I remember that one. They go, they go to like a what would effectively be like a small Walmart. Oh, <laughs> and then like the credit, the credit card machine. They have like they have no cash, and it just gets just chaos. It's, it's <laughs> a cool just a great show all around. So, um, all right, what else we got here? Uh, now that we can celebrate our, our YouTube appeal win, um, did we end wokeism or no? I don't know. Have we conquered wokeism? Probably not. No, I doubt it. Um, all we did was win a YouTube appeal. Like it's cool, but like people are still fucked. Um, and also, like, 
it's a fact. Like literally all we did was talk about stuff that existed in the journal vaccine. Like it's, we didn't, we didn't do anything groundbreaking, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) No, because people are too stupid to give an opinion. So we couldn't have possibly done that. Well, yeah, that's true too. Obviously. Um, so this is interesting. This came up in our Twitter chat the other day, and I'm actually really surprised that Vinny didn't chime in because Vinny is like the ultimate fucking Patriots Bobo uh, and Homer. But just kind of interesting. Get your get your thoughts as we kind of threw it out there um, in a in a would you rather scenario. So let me pull it up to see if I can. Uh, if I can make sure that I get this right. So would you rather uh, draft a quarterback at number three and trade your second round pick for T. Higgins, or would you want to trade that third overall pick to the Minnesota Vikings for Justin Jefferson, the number 11 this year, and a first next year? And potentially a second round pick thrown in there as well. What was the Jefferson? What was the Jefferson trade again? You're going to trade back from three. So you're going to go from three to 11. You're going to get Justin Jefferson, a first round and a second round pick next year. These two trades aren't even remotely equal. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Think Who the fuck came up with this? They're just two people on Twitter that have put these these things out there that are saying scenarios could happen. Okay, uh, but that's that first trade is fucking a waste of time compared to that second trade. Well, yeah, I mean, you get Justin Jefferson, and so in so the second one is an Evan Lazar trade scenario. Where in that trade scenario, the number 11 pick becomes Olamashu Fashion Oluwini, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, the left tackle from Penn State. So effectively, what you would get is Justin Jefferson, the left tackle from Penn State, and then a first round and a second rounder next year. Well, while we're doing a fantasy draft, can't we just have Joe Barrow too? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if we're just if we're just going to create scenarios that are completely unrealistic. Um, I mean, allegedly, that one's not that unrealistic. I mean, Evan Lazar is a legitimate beat reporter. I have and it so, right here. So he projected the, the picks himself, right? So that's not saying that the Patriots would take Ola, Ola Washu, Walla Walla Bing Bang at number 11. But with, they would have the number 11 pick, and you would think at that point they would probably draft a tackle. So we're, so we're, we're supposed to be under the assumption that the Minnesota Vikings would be willing to trade what arguably is the best wide receiver in the NFL currently, still on a rookie deal. Um, uh, no, he's got one year 2020. Left. 2020, he's, 21, 22, 23, 24. He's in his, he's in his fifth year option. Yeah. So you're so the last year of his deal. So you're going to have to fork up probably 30 million a year for this guy moving forward. 
plus, 30 plus, right? I don't know whatever the top wide receiver makes in the NFL, but it's probably around 30, 35 million. So they're going to give up the arguably best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, because in they a one pay, and they a two to move up nine spots. Yeah, I so the, a, the I comp, don't have a draft chart in front of me, but so the comp is the 49ers trade. They gave up three first round picks and a third for to move. I think it was from 11 to three. Or something similar to that. Maybe it was 10 to three, nine to three. Like it would they gave up three first round picks and three first and a third to go, let's just call it from 11 to three, right? So in Evan Lazar's example, you're saying Justin Jefferson is effectively worth a first round plus, right? Because now you're going, you're, you're getting Jefferson one first and a second instead of three firsts and a third. So those, those trade comparisons are, are pretty close, right? It's not, it's not completely even, right? But it's effectively like they're they're pretty fucking close, if not the same. Fantasyland. It's not happening. I mean, We're not getting Justin Jefferson. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, go ahead, Jones. But you can live in the realm where the teams will be stupid enough to do something crazy, like like there are dumb enough teams that do that. Yeah, so the whole uh, thought well, process behind it too is the Vikings don't want to pay Justin Jefferson because they also have Jordan Addison and they believe in Jordan Addison, right? Not that they anyone in their right mind thinks that Addison is going to be better than Jefferson, but from their standpoint, right? They they look at it like okay, well it's the last year of Justin Jefferson, so it's it's classic sports move, right? It's the last year of this guy's contract and we know we don't want to pay him. So are we going to move him for something or are we just going to let him walk and take a third round compensatory pick the following year, right? What would that be? 2026, right? So like you can either get the third overall pick now, which would effectively everyone is saying the the Vikings really want Jaden Daniels. So they can trade for their, what they think is their potential future star franchise quarterback who has Jordan Addison who has TJ Hawkinson, right? Who still has a decent offensive line um, with Kevin O'Connell, who's a, a good offensive coach, right? It's, I don't think it's, it's ridiculous, right? It's not like we're saying the Bengals are going to trade us Joe Barrow, right? Or fucking, you know what I mean? It's not one of those. It, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Do I think it's probable? No but it's definitely plausible and it makes sense. And the trade compensation numbers, right? Like if you want to pull up that chart, not that we have it, but you know, you mentioned the chart, the, the Trey Lance trade is pretty equal to this proposed trade. Hmm. And that's the thing, right? Then this is what, this is what we have to do now as Patriots fans. Cause the team sucks. Right. So what's going to get us excited now is like trying to think of other ideas about the team, right? Cause your team fucking blows. So there is, there's a less than zero chance that we trade, or I'm sorry, there's a greater, there's a greater than zero chance that the team 
might end up with Justin Jefferson. I think there's an exactly 0% chance. I think it's greater than zero. I think it's exactly zero. Because Evan Lazar isn't the only one that's talked about it. There's been other beat reporters throughout the league that have said that the Minnesota Vikings are hot for the number three pick, and they'd be willing to give up Jefferson. I really don't think it's a real possibility. Zero percent. And you know why? Because the owner of the team is a cheap fuck. I don't know. He said they got cash to burn. Yep. Ain't going to be on that. <laughs> and the best part, too, is if I'm wrong, then I win anyway. So I, I'm playing I ain't playing both sides. That way I always come out on top. <laughs> I just don't think I don't think there's any chance that they acquire someone of Justin Jefferson's capabilities. He's too fucking good. They don't bring in good receivers. When you well, had the best quarterback of all time. They didn't under Bill Belichick, who's no longer here. Mm. Well, that's all we have to go off of. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, what, what did they do listen, in the 90s? Listen. Did they draft Terry Glenn or did they sign him? He was drafted. He was drafted. Yeah. Do you think they kept him? No. Well, well I guess he, Bill was here. Bill, then. Bill let him go. But yeah, I mean, so I effectively, like effectively what it is, is do you want, and the reason why, like, you know, kind of going back and forth on this is because the scenario that it brings up, right. Is do you want your potential franchise quarterback for the future? Plus someone who could be a number one wide receiver in T T Higgins, right. He hasn't been their number one wide receiver in like five years. Like he was obviously before Jamar Chase was there, but Chase is much better than T. Higgins. So do you want your potential franchise quarterback on a rookie deal plus the the stud? Well, let's call him a stud because, I mean, he is. He's a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL. Um, or do you want the bona fide number one wide receiver in the NFL and then like some effectively shit bum quarterback like a Gardner Minshew or a Jacoby Brissett or a Jimmy Garoppolo or, you know what I mean? One of those guys plus Justin Jefferson. I'm I'm there because um, I'm looking at the Lazard draft right here. They have uh, us getting Jefferson, the Fashanu uh, tackle from Penn State, and then they have us drafting Penix. I'm in, I'm in on Penix. Right. Yeah. So they, it, it, and I, I don't, it doesn't I have to be Penix in the second round. Yeah. Um, but if you if you're telling me that they trade back to number eleven, they draft a tackle, um, and then with their second round pick, they just draft a quarterback, whether it's JJ McCarthy or Michael Penix or Bo Nix or whatever fucking young quarterback is going to be there. I'm fine with that. You're because you're taking a shot right with your second round pick, and you bring in again, call it Gardner Minshew or Jacoby Brissett, whoever whoever you want, right? Um, I like that scenario better. Plus, you also end up with another first round next year where you can take another crack at something. So if we, so I don't think this Justin Jefferson deal is remotely realistic. So I'm throwing that one away. And if it's take a quarterback at three and trade for T. Higgins, yeah, trade. He's not a free agent, right? 
Wait, no, he has to be a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. He is a free Wait, agent. Wait, how the fuck you trade? So before? you wouldn't trade. So I don't know who. What the fuck is that scenario? So that well, must have been that's been old thing because they just announced that he was going to be a free agent yesterday. Yeah, yeah, because he wasn't a first round pick, so he's only four years. Right, and he was twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, yeah some, guy na- some guy named some guy named some guy named Carlos <laughs> tweeted that out. Okay, Carlos, you're a dumbass. <laughs> so your plan sucks. Also, so they replace wrong. replace T Higgins with someone else, right? But who that that matters though? Who AJ Brown? Ooh, I do like AJ Brown? What are we giving up? A second? A second round pick? Nope, I'm still taking a tackle at three. And fuck the rest of it. Figure it the fuck out. I mean, again, I've been pretty vocal on this the whole time. I want Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three. Do we think he'll be at three? Uh, I think so. Because Caleb Williams is going number one. Washington is the wild card, right? Because they have Sam Howell, who played okay. Right. As a rookie, he was a what a fourth round pick or fifth round pick, whatever. He had some flashes of, of really good and some games he looked like a fifth round rookie. Um, so it's like, you know, who's the oh, Dan Quinn. Oh, Christ, that sucks. Um, Dan Quinn is their fucking coach. So, you know. They I, they, I think it's most likely. They either draft a quarterback, right? They draft Drake May, or they trade out to someone who's then going to pick Drake May, right? Like there's been a lot of the Falcons, right? The Falcons are really interested in a quarterback. They want to trade up. So maybe the Falcons move to number two and draft either Drake May or Jaden Daniels, right? They say pick doesn't matter, right? So then at number three, there's effectively one of the other three quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison Jr. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. You mean, I've been saying this the whole time. If he's still at three, take a look. But the only problem with Marvin Harrison Jr. is you're basically buying rims for like a 98 Honda Accord with a different color <laughs> hood because you your offensive line sucks your quarterback sucks you have no tight ends on the roster yet. so, so also most of these conversations are fucking useless because we haven't even we still have to go through yet. free agency so right now you have no tight ends you have no tackles you have a first round guard that's been suspect, and you had a late round guard that showed some promise. Uh, I assume David Andrews would have retired by now if he was going to. Uh, I was also very skeptical that he was even coming back. So inside of your line is okay at best. Yeah, I think I think that's an accurate assessment. It's okay at best. You have no receiver that's even. You have a slot receiver that's worth a shit. Yeah, and Pop Douglas. No tight ends, no quarterback, no hope. 
what the hell is Marvin Harrison Jr. going to do here? Well, again, it depends on what they do in free agency. I mean, if they bring back Enwenu, right, and they, you know, maybe they sign fucking Gardner Minshew, right? I think it's going to be telling. Well, I don't think a free agent quarterback signing is going to be telling one way or another because they should fucking sign somebody. In they free might. Agency. They like it's very realistic for them to to sign Minshew and still draft a quarterback. I can tell you right now, if they sign any big name wide receiver in free agency, they ain't drafting Marvin Harrison. Like they're telling you right there, they're not drafting Marvin Harrison because also they still have like five fucking wide receivers on the roster. And between Juju and Devontae Parker, they owe, they owe them like 30 million bucks between the two of them. It's fucking disgusting. So if they already owe two guys who suck 30 million bucks and they sign T Higgins, right? Say they, they sign T Higgins for $25 million a year. Why the fuck is he only taking that? They ain't, they ain't fucking drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. That would be a fucking steal if he only took that. I mean, also like, what's your reasonable expectations for them going forward, say three years? Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing about, is seriously that's the thing about Marvin Harrison, like, right. Because right. to, to your question, what is he going to do for this team next year? Well, nothing, but we have him for five years on a rookie deal. So like years two through five, we might end up with a decent fucking offense, right? Like that's the thing like next year. Yeah. That sucks. Like we're good. We're still going to suck right at best next year. If they do a really good job drafting and in free agency at best, they're probably nine and seven, right? Maybe 10 and six, right? Like 10 and I'll six take, next year would be an absolute fucking unbelievable overachievement, right? Yep, I'll if, take the under. Games next year. Gerard Mayo deserves a coach. Again, game. it all depends on what they do, right? Like we're, we're it's, it's fucking February 27th, right? Like, Talk to me in May. Like once we get through the draft and free agency, I'll tell you whether or not 10 wins is well, feasible. So he, here's the problem. The reason why, because a lot of people, obviously it's like, oh, well, we got to see what they do. So no matter what, there's no real path for them to make any appreciable improvement in one season. Because if you go line in the first round, well, you still don't have a quarterback. Okay. If you go quarterback in the first round, well, there's no line, there's no receivers, there's no tight ends, there's a fucking good running back. If you go Marvin Harrison Jr., there's no quarterback, there's no line. Like th This offense is in such bad shape that you, it's going to take three years for them to even show anything that's remotely competent Trent Brown was the second overall offensive line prospect or a free agent prospect or free agent available are you fucking kidding me there's nobody out there so there's no one you can sign for the line so if you don't draft the line you're running it back with the same fucking guys two of which are free agents so good fucking luck you have no quarterback now, I'm all in on 
cut Zappy, sign a veteran, get a project, get them in the house somehow, and see if any of the three of them can do anything remotely competent. But that implies that you're going to start building a fucking offensive line that's of something. And you probably need to sign Christian Barmore because you need to lock some of these defensive guys down. Right. Like, this situation is a fucking mess. And unless you think that Drake May and Jaden Daniels are the next guys, which I don't. I don't either. So you have no hope. There's nothing to look forward to. There's no path to them being good outside of making the correct call for three or four consecutive seasons. But then what happens if you draft a lineman this year? Fourth year, you pick up his fifth-year option. Well, now you're paying him. Well, what was your quarterback? Was he any good? Now you're paying him. Or if you draft Marvin Harrison Jr., it's like, okay, you pick up his option. Well, what the fuck else is happening on this team? That's the part that sucks is the offense is so fucking bad with nothing. Like Tyquan Thornton just fucking cut him. There's no need to even keep him around. <laughs> like the tight ends. Why bother? Honestly, why bother signing Hunter Henry? Like what? what why bother? What will that do? He couldn't do anything for this offense I last mean, it would, year. If you... It would give you a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, like, but, spot. but the amount you have to pay versus you, cause you just draft a fucking guy. I don't know if Hunter get, Henry is going to get that, get paid that much. He didn't do like, there's no market value for him. He he's sucked not coming, here. He's, he's not working for free. No, no. But I'm saying like, you're not like, he's not going to get 15 million a year from someone. Oh, he didn't get that. The la- or did he get that the last time? I mean, I, I don't know. It was like, I don't think he did. Yeah. But even if close, he's like, was eight, it 12 million? I don't know. But even if he gets eight, it's like, you've shown you can't operate in this offense. And I don't think it's because he's a bad player. It just doesn't fucking work. Well, again, effectively, this offense is different now. Like everything we've known about this team for the last 20 years is now not the same because the guy calling the plays on offense has not been in the fucking building, right? I mean, he was with the Cleveland Browns and before that he was with the Green Bay Packers. But it's not like the retreads. We for 20 fucking years, we had Charlie Weiss, uh Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, and then back to Josh McDaniels, and then back to Bill O'Brien. <laughs> oh, you forgot about the year where Patricia and Judge kind of split duties. Yeah, yeah. And that fantastic year where everything where everything went so well. Like this is no longer the Tom Brady offense like that. Those guys are gone. They were all effectively the same fucking person. Again, Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, they all ran the same fucking kind of offense. And now I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck Alex Van Pelt brings to the table. Maybe it's dog shit. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's like what, what have the Cleveland Browns been for four years? The one thing I will say about Van Pelt is I saw an interview that he gave and he actually said when someone asked him about like his scheme and his style, 
He said, I don't believe in having one style. I think your scheme needs to fit the players that you have on the roster. And I was like, yeah, that makes a fuck ton of sense because that's exactly what Bill Belichick did for 20 years on the defense. Look, and then conversely, right? So their offense has been, the New England Patriots for the last 24 fucking years, their offense has been the exact same fucking offense for 24 years. Their defense has gone from 3-4 to 4-3 to the amoeba defense. You remember that shit for a while? It was like two down linemen and five linebackers. And so, oh, they run, they run the amoeba defense. Then they they switch back to a 4-3. Then the last couple of years, because of the way the NFL has gone, their base defense is like a nickel defense. Like the defense every year was fitted to whatever personnel they had on the roster. But the offense was the same fucking offense for 24 years. So to hear someone like Alex Van Pelt say, I don't believe in having one scheme. I believe in making my scheme fit the players that we have on the roster. Holla fucking Luya, right? Again, I know nothing about this guy. Maybe his scheme sucks, right? Maybe his evaluation of talent sucks. Maybe him looking at the personnel on the roster, he doesn't understand what they do and his scheme doesn't fit still and they suck. That's a very real possibility. But for the fact that someone is going to come in here and say, what do I have on my roster? That's how I'm going to build my scheme. Why, like, where has that been? Because when Tom Brady retired, we had Cam fucking Newton come in and trying to run the Tom Brady offense. How'd that go for you? Didn't go very well. Then you had oh, Mac, Mac Jones come in trying to run the Tom Brady offense. How'd that go for him? It went okay his rookie year, and then he fucking fell apart after that. So it's like... Tom Brady's not coming back through that door. Can we please stop running the fucking offense that he ran? So how do you uh, set up an offensive scheme to the players that are in the room if they all uh, lack a certain level of talent and skill? You run the amoeba and ability. offense. <laughs> We're going to change the NFL with the amoeba offense. That's when you just start doing the wing T, just say fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He might, dude. I mean, he had he's had Nick Chubb his whole career. Yeah. Or at least the four year the four years in Cleveland. So but I mean, like, let's, like I, I don't I have I don't know what your expectation. I don't plan on them being good. No. I mean like five years. Five years maybe. Yeah. I mean, if all things go if the absolute best case scenario, what we're going into 2024 season. The absolute best case scenario, they make the playoffs in 2025, right? And then they obviously they lose, right? Whether they lose in the first round or second round doesn't fucking matter. They they make the playoffs in the 2025 season, and then maybe they're close to contending in 26 and 27, right? Maybe they make an AFC championship game one of those years and lose. Like, I think that's the absolute best case scenario. What I think is most likely is they probably don't make the playoffs again until 2026. Like, like I could see, I could see them being like a nine and seven team next year. So 2025 and missing the playoffs, right? But you're nine and seven, your first team out, right? You, you know, you fucking, 
lost the game you should have won and it cost you whatever you know what i mean like some some bullshit like that right i think i think realistically back in the playoffs in 2026 is not a pipe dream i think that would be an overachievement you're the opposite of paul perillo <laughs> You're Felga. Yeah, I think it'll be an overachievement too, but I, given like mm-hmm. one move here or there, I think it's possible. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with Duggar because I think I think you have to bring him back. Um, I don't know. I just I I don't think they're too too far off. They just have to figure out the offense. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like they're not the that far off. So this is the problem, though. You guys don't see the offense the way that I see the offense. And that's why I think there's no hope because I think it's too long of a rebuild because you've missed on too many draft picks over the years. Now, where I could be proven wrong is if Paul Strange turns into a actual, real, legitimate starting left guard. And Andrews comes back in Sal. Yeah, Sal, Sal, Sal was fine. City and Sal. he turns into a real actual starting right guard. And you have the three of them. Okay. Sign a Wenu. I don't know what you do on the left side. I want one in the draft and I want to trade back. You got to draft a guy. Yeah. And I want to trade back. I want to trade back in the draft and I want to get a tackle. Yeah, you get Amalama Ding Dong from Penn State. Perfect. Sounds awesome. Now your line's good. And I don't know if you remember when I brought it up, Mello. Maybe I did this to argue with the kids at the gym. Of the quarterbacks that made the playoffs, there was only a couple. Because it would have been, what, seven seven aside? Yeah. So 14 quarterbacks would have made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure... 10 to 12 of them started every game. And then Less if you look, that, I think it was like seven or eight. Oh, that's it. Perfect. They're probably, yeah. Okay. So fine. So what it looked like to me was success in the NFL requires a quarterback to start every game. Now that's the baseline. If you can get a quarterback that starts every game, you're probably in halfway decent shape. Because I don't even, uh, Trevor Lawrence, did he end up missing a game? Because he might have been like the one, he might have been, okay, so good, he missed the game, perfect. When your quarterback misses games, you're fucking in tough shape. Because these, and I'll go back to it, these quarterbacks aren't good, these coaches aren't good, these teams aren't good. Organizations suck. Fucking losers everywhere. But if you can get a quarterback that's healthy for 16, 17 games, because now it's a 17-game season. It's been like that for three years. Fucking remember it. Fuck. Then you might have something. Well, what's the number one way to keep a fucking quarterback healthy? Uh, I would say a good offensive line. There we have it. So, you, that's, Kind of like where my head's at. Now, what happens when you have a great offensive line and nothing else? 
Well, now you have a lack of fucking skill on the outside. It's like, okay, you can look to free agency or back to the draft. Uh, hopefully. And I know, again, Bill ain't here, but I'm like, that's never worked once. So good. As a Patriots fan, I'm fucking scarred. And then it's like, I don't want fucking Drake May. I don't, I don't fucking want him. And I'm sorry, but Jaden Daniels is not the third overall pick in the NFL draft in 2024. He's not. He's and just not. because he's the be- third best quarterback and three teams might want a quarterback doesn't mean you take him at fucking three. It's the same thing we talk about in sports betting where. Yes. That's you, how you get Christian Ponder at 11 overall. And Jake Locker at eight. Like, yeah. And Blake and Bortles this, at, at four. He was or three. Yeah, three or four. EJ Manuel, the fact that he was even drafted in the first. Yeah, was round. he the second? Oh, no, no, he, he was. He was, he was the was only the quarterback. He was the only quarterback drafted. It was like mid round. Yeah. Um. Gabbert, no, Locker, Gabbert, Ponder. That was the 2011 succession. Yeah. And they freaked out. And then three years later, they drafted Teddy Bridgewater in the first round of the Vikings. So I I don't fucking want Drake May. And just because Jaden Daniels is the third best, you don't draft him third. He's not the third overall pick. That's the wrong fucking spot. Agreed. 100%. Because two months ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe three months ago, when the, the college season was still going, people were talking about the Patriots being able to draft Jaden Daniels with their 31st, 34th overall pick. Jaden so Daniels like, is like 15th. Up until the end of the NFL season, everyone thought Jaden Daniels was a top of the second round talent. And now and then, all of a sudden you're telling me he's going to go third overall? No, and, and this is the problem. Like, I dude, at this rate, because because he won the Heisman, he's probably like 15 to 20. Like that would that's probably yeah. the correct number for the player. The problem is the position because teams freak out. But the teams that freak out, they all fucking suck. Yeah. The Vikings are notorious freaker outers. The the Titans yeah. are notorious freaker outers. These team the Jags, these teams fucking suck. And everyone wants us to act like the goddamn fucking Jaguars, Vikings, and fucking Titans. The commanders, they're another freaker outers. Yeah, they actually they are. Patrick Ramsey, RG3, Jason Campbell. <laughs> the Browns. Browns. Loser teams. Loser yeah. teams. Loser fucking franchises. Because they take the wrong guys at the wrong fucking spot. You get one first round fucking pick. And I don't give a fuck if Jaden Daniels is the next um, top of the second tier. Because it's Mahomes. There's a steep drop off. It's probably Burrow, probably another drop-off. And then you can start debating whatever the fuck you want to debate. I don't really give a fuck. I mean, I would put Lamar uh, in up there. I would put him below Joe Burrow. And if he wants to get to a Super Bowl, then I'll have that conversation. But right now, he looks like a fucking bum. And I don't care. And I, maybe it's his loser fucking franchise and his loser fucking head coach who can't figure out how to run the motherfucking football. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Something's fucked in Baltimore. Anywho. 
So, at number three, you take a player that is worthy of number fucking three. Right, like Marvin Harrison Jr. Or you trade fucking back. No, so you know, you know what my biggest concern with Marvin Harrison Jr. is? My biggest concern with him. He went to Ohio State. Wasting him. <laughs> that's my fucking biggest concern is wasting him. I mean, unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. You're going to waste whoever. And don't draft him. Draft a tackle. I mean, you're you gonna can't waste you can't, a tackle. You can't run a franchise like that. You're not going to be a GM for very long in the NFL if you don't pick the best player available because you don't want to waste him. No, 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 no. Because it's not because you're – no, no, because it's not – I don't want to waste him. It's because he alone – cannot help the team well neither is a tackle though you tell me mac jones if mac jones has more time he can't play like he did in 2021 i don't think so i think he's a head case too broken i think he's broken yeah. fine uh bring in a also again who's he throwing worth a shit you're a decent team you got a, a 33-year-old Devontae Parker, a shitbag Juju Smith-Schuster who blows. Pop Douglas is the only guy. You've got Keyshawn Booty who can't do shit. Dude, he's going to be suspended too. Don't worry about him. Yeah, and it's like there's no one, right? At so, least Mac had Jacoby Myers. Now here, now just again, still work me because we're going back to this year. Was Jules, Jules was around his rookie year, right? He got hurt. Don't back If he was around, he was not playing. Or no, was that the Cam Newton year? I don't. Doesn't Ed, Edelman's around. Edelman stuck around after Brady. I, I know yeah. that. So if I said you need to get a quarterback, whether it's free agency or the draft, you have options, right? I wouldn't say all of them, any of them are all that good. But you got options, like possibilities. Yes? Yeah. yeah. Whether it's Minshew and you don't have to like Minshew. Mayfield like, is a free I agent. I to like Minshew. <laughs> like Mayfield is a free agent. He's available. Like that's out there. Yeah. There are options. I mean, like, you yes. want to talk about a guy that's going to get absolutely overpaid though. It's Baker Mayfield. Yep. Lucky him. But... I mean does there exist a world where you can get Justin Fields? I mean, it probably exists. Do you want him? I would kind of. I don't know him. any scenario. Well, that's not true. The scenario where I would take Justin Fields is if it, if we traded the second round pick, right? So you trade that second round pick for Fields and you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Because and now... Because now you have a quarterback and you have a wide receiver. The offensive line can be addressed later in the draft and then through free agency. It can't be addressed through free agency. That's that was that was gonna be my point. Well, it has to be. It can't be. Look what's available. There's no one available. It's Trent Brown. He's I think Owenu's first. And Owenu doesn't want to sign here, and Trent Brown's a fucking bum. It can't I mean, be addressed. Like you said, you only have one first round pick. So even if exactly. you do burn it on a tackle, that's only one tackle. Like the, you need you need to sign free agent tackles. Correct. But 
you're talking about getting high end or higher end at the positions that can't do it alone. Well, a quarterback could if they were, you know, greatest of all time or something. And that's the problem is you put Tom Brady behind last year's offense, offensive line. That is a borderline playoff team. That's a first round exit. And that's only because I'm giving him potentially more credit than I don't even know if he could have done it with that fucking lineup. That was bad. It would have been close. He probably would have won nine games. And then if you sign a vet, just call it Minshew. Let's just use, let's just keep it simple because you're probably not getting Mayfield and anyone worse than Minshew. I don't know if I really want outside of a backup. Like if you want Jacoby Brissett as your backup, cool. That's wonderful. Sounds great. But what the hell is Minshew going to do? With no with with last year's offensive line performance, but you're also not you're gonna get him on short term money, and you're you're just banking. You're not you're throwing that this year away. I think. Well, I don't. I think, <laughs> I think you're doing. You're, I think you're doing that anyway. You're doing that anyway. Well, no, no. Well, it's not a throwaway if it builds towards something, right? And the reason I want this tackle so badly is because I'm under the assumption that the top two tackles, if not three. They're 12-year starters in the NFL. And it's like, nothing's guaranteed. I know that. But when you build from the offensive line or the lines on both sides out, it's just the defense is fine. So we don't even need to have a conversation. They're going to draft a fucking D-tackle. It's the defense is fine. But when you build from the lines out, you have remotely sustainable success. Look at the 49ers. And if you're in and, and then I know what I, cause someone said this to me, they go, well, they got Ayuk, Debo and Kittle. Yeah. Where the fuck were two of those three in the fucking playoffs? Nowhere to be found. MIA Kittle put him on a fucking milk cart and he may as well not have even played. Now he might've just sat there and blocked and that was good for the scheme and fine. Like their, their lines are so good and you build it out that, you know, you can have these conversations is pretty good. Is he not good? Who gives a fuck? He's making it work. And then it's like Christian McCaffrey's running almost at will. Well, he wasn't running at will all the time in Carolina. He kind of is now. Schematically, I agree with you. I just don't think anyone is going to have the patience to do that. So I, I, I agree. I agree. That's the right way to go. I just draft don't. Drake fucking May. Yeah. I just don't think anyone has a stomach for it. They're drafting fucking 2024 Joey Harrington. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't want them to draft a quarterback. I'm, I'm team Marvin yep, Harrison. They're, Jr., yep, they're but, going to, um, they're going to. So if you want to play the game of this year's tackle class and free agency sucks and, this yes. year is a punt year anyway, even if we did end up with Marvin Harrison and Justin Fields, which I think there's a case to be made. If you know your offensive line is going to suck, someone like a Jaden Daniels or a Justin Fields would probably 
better, right? Because they're not statues, right? They're not going to stand there and get fucking obliterated. They're going to run around. But whatever. We don't need to go down that way. I just a random thought. So this year is a is a, effectively a punt anyway, right? So next year's offensive tackle uh, free agent class, David Bakhtiari, Cam Robinson, Taylor Decker, Dion Dawkins, Garrett Bowles, uh, Jedrick Willis, Tristan Wirfs, who is arguably one of the best left tackles in football. Um, there's a couple guys that have 50-year options like Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, and Christian Darasaw. I'm assuming that all three of their 50-year options are going to get picked up. But those are those those names, like those are top-tier tackles in the NFL. And then like for other like decent guys, right, that are that are feasible, Kelvin Beecham is decent. Um Spencer Brown is fine. Um what else we got here? DJ Fluker. He plays a little bit more guard now, but he he's kind of both. He can do both. Um, and Makai Becton, who's a solid tackle um, in the NFL. <laughs> that guy cannot stay healthy. So if you want to play that game, right, of what are you going to do, all that shit, I think you need to draft talent because like you said, there's so many years with dog shit drafts. You just need to draft talent. This team needs talent. And you're going to tell me that there is arguably the most talented wide receiver in the last call it decade potentially is coming into the league this year and you're not going to take them. You're a fucking moron. Elliot Wolf should be fired. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is sitting there and they don't take him and they draft a quarterback instead, that's fucking stupid. Now, if they trade back, right, and they do that, not necessarily ju the Justin Jefferson scenario, like obviously that would, I would be fine with that, right? Because you're still getting a stud and you're getting future first round picks. But if they trade out of three, and they trade back and they get future first round picks and they take the tackle. I'm fine with that. Right. What I do not want them to do is draft fucking Drake May third overall with Marvin Harrison Jr. They are 100% sitting on the board. Drake May third overall. There's no other scenario anymore. Yeah. That's it. It's the only scenario. Basically. What's the one thing that'll piss everybody off that doing it? Yeah, I mean, the only saving grace is I I saw another article from, uh, I think it was Mike Reese did an interview with Elliot Wolf. And I'm paraphrasing, but what he said was our approach is going to be different than what the old Patriot way used to be. He's like, we're going to, he didn't say we're going to draft talented players. But he said, we're looking at more of who's the best player on the board versus we have a need, let's fill it. And then Mike Reese like went on to write in the article. He was like, 
the previous way of we have a need, let's fill it was a classic Bill Belichick move that led to Kyle Duggar in the second round, Cole Strange in the first round, Chad Ryland trading up in the fifth round. Like those type of moves were classic Bill Belichick. We have a need to fill. This guy fills it. So let's go get him now versus what Elliot Wolf is saying is we're going to draft the best guy on the board. Which, I mean, prove it, right? We'll see. We'll see on April, whatever the fuck day it is, right? Put your money where your mouth is. But don't give me Drake May with the third overall pick. That's that's some bullshit, right? Give me Marvin Harrison or trade back, get more draft capital for the future so you can do a, a real rebuild because your team has had such bad drafts recently. And then draft your franchise left tackle at number 11, number nine, whatever you trade back to. Those are the only two scenarios that I would be okay with. Or the unlikely, but albeit plausible, Justin Jefferson trade scenario that Evan Lazar laid out. I'd be, I'd be more than okay with that. Just don't give me fucking Drake May. Third overall. You're going to fucking suck forever. <laughs> oh, no. We suck again. No, they're going to suck forever. <laughs> so, um, we just turned that into a Patriots talk show. So, um, that's what happens when you do draft talk. All yeah. Opposite. You want to uh, you want to wrap this bitch up? I suppose. Jones, uh, lay it on me. What do you got? What's your final thought? Hopefully, it's not Patriots related. No, no. <laughs> so it's just really a quick question. Um, my boss, who's way who talks way too much and is way too friendly and annoys the piss out of me, but I, really, I he's a really great boss. Like he really is a good boss. Um, I was coming back from vacation today. And like he's just telling me all these stories about all the friends he made while I was gone and like all this stuff. I miss the memo where you make friends past age, we'll call it 25. Like, do do people actually make friends past that age? Or like I'll say even 30. Like, I don't think I've made a new friend besides like my wife. Like, yeah. Like that's yeah, I think I think the only scenario that makes sense to me about making new friends past the age of like 25 or 30 would be when you have kids and they either like play sports or like they make friends and they're constantly with some other kids. So you start spending time with other parents, right? Like those kids' parents and you become friends that way. I think that's probably the only... I don't want to call it acceptable. It's not like I'm drawing a line in the sand. Like it's unacceptable to make new friends, but I think it's, it's the only, like it's the only way that makes sense to me as how you would make new friends post age 30. Cause I mean, what the fuck? Like you, like what you said, like, what are you doing at 36 years old that like, Oh, I'm going to see if I can go out and find some new friends. Like what the like, fuck? What are you, do what are you, what are you doing? doing? Who does that? Yeah. 
feel as though I already have too many friends. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so seriously. I might, need to, might need to cut a couple out of the equation. <laughs> might start with you two. I don't know. That's <laughs> probably a good choice. <laughs> I deserve that. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely strange. Uh, making new friends also a strange way to put it too, because it's like, don't worry, like there's a lot of people I've met through golf, but it's like, oh yeah, like I, it's like, oh yeah, a couple people I've played golf with. Yeah, not yeah, they're friends. not like your friends, right? I'm not right. calling them on the weekends to tell them about my day. <laughs> like, yeah, we play we play golf together. That's what we do. Yeah, if it's there's like, no golf, don't call me. Right. Right. Even like coworkers, right? Like they're your coworkers. They're not really like your friends, right? I know you dads, you're in a different situation because you, you've been with Chris for a long time and he actually is a friend, but like, I'm saying He's like, asshole. Mo <laughs> for most people, like, like your coworkers typically aren't like your friends. They're your coworkers. Like, yeah, maybe you hang out after work and grab a couple drinks or, you know, you you see them here, you maybe see them there, whatever you do. Like, you don't, it's not that you hate them, but like, like you said, like, I'm not going to call up my coworker on a Saturday and be like, Hey, you want to go hang out? Like, I'm going to call one of my friends or not. <laughs> yeah, or not. It just fucking. Say, get the fuck away from me. Leave me alone. But. All right, Dats, you got a final thought? I do. So. By the time this comes out, I'll actually. Be on the way home or preparing to come home, whatever. Going to Naples this weekend. Very nice. Uh, I've never played golf in Florida which is not really like a stretch outside of the Northeast. I've fucking played nowhere. Um, I think actually, I think outside of new England, I've played once in New York and once in Georgia and twice in California. That's it. So outside of new England, I don't play whatever. Uh, so we're going to the Naples area. And I think I saw the stat. There's 109 golf courses in Naples, 83 of which are private. Oh, good. <laughs> Leaving 26. And when there's only 26 and there's a lot of people, because Naples, I think it's actually like fairly big. Uh, yeah, expensive golf. Cheapest you're getting golf for down there. I think there's like one place that might be cheaper, but like the places I was considering, one guy told me, he goes, don't even look into the, into these two places, which is fine. 150 bucks. Jeez. That's like the minimum. And it's wow. like, cause I, I came on talking about Tiburon one day and I'm like, oh right. man, it's like foreign change. And you know, it's not that the lists are like end all be all, but it's not, it's no lists, nowhere to be found, no ranking, no regard, no nothing. Well, it's actually 500 bucks this weekend. 
And that doesn't include tax, I don't think. Now the course, now maybe the course I picked was unique. Usually when you book a tea time in Massachusetts, if it's a hundred bucks, it's a hundred bucks, period. Done. It's right. not a hundred and six, it's a hundred. Yeah, so five becomes five thirty pretty fucking fast. Yeah. And that's for a course that's not ranked, not reviewed, not much. But yeah, I mean, you're not getting it like a lot of these places. It's like, I, again, a guy sent like, hey, these are like, it's top tier. And then it's like below the top tier. And below the top tier is like 230. Yeah. 200, 190, 180. It's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a national membership at a decent price? <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Never played golf in Florida. Never played off Bermuda. Are you going to bring clubs? Oh, I played rent? in South Carolina too. Man, I'm more traveled than I thought. Yeah, look at you. Huh? I did play off Bermuda in South Carolina. All right. We're adding states. We're getting there. Are you bringing your own clubs? Or are, you, are you renting? I'm bringing them. Yeah. Because this is the thing is like I'm just going like the regular whatever course like I don't know what I'm dealing with for clubs. Yeah. So Are you guys going like Friday to Monday? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what Florida has to offer me. Nice. One of the girls on my team is uh, girls, women. One of the women on my team. I think she's like 40. Um, she's going to Jacksonville this weekend for for work <laughs> but for florida's gonna be, be full of full of fucking mass holes this weekend i'm pretty sure it's every weekend from like january to april yeah or just in perpetuity because people just leave here and go there like permanently so um all right let's see my final thought is a funny one uh, that I think so, at least. So funny, <clears throat> funny like a clown. Am I? Ha ha. Do I amuse you? <laughs> um, so. Recently. Uh, this guy named Gary Pilnick, who is the CEO of Kellogg's like, yes, that Kellogg's the cereal company um, was on. I think it was CNBC. Yeah, it was CNBC, like the the uh, like I call it the the stock ticker channel, basically. <laughs> like it's the the financial version of NBC. Um, and they were talking about like higher prices, right? Like oh, inflation, things cost more. Like just whatever they were doing in conversation. And wouldn't you know? The guy who's the CEO of Kellogg's said that to combat higher prices, people should eat cereal for dinner. I mean, the guy is the CEO of Kellogg's, right? He's trying to just make more money. I mean, I think that's totally a reasonable thing for this person in this scenario to say, right? Like, I. Right. Do you guys think it's like completely out of the question? Obviously, it's dumb, right? To say, like, oh, people should eat cereal for dinner. But given the guy, the person and the circumstances, like, do you think that's kind of out of the question? 
What'd you say? How do you know I didn't have cereal for dinner? I mean, maybe you did. Well, I do know because you sent me a Snapchat of what you ate for dinner. <laughs> and it was buffalo chicken crab rangoons that looked fucking delicious. Um, but again, like, is that something that would that either of you would say would be like out of the out of the out of the realm of like you know insanity? I don't even want to know where this is going. I'm gonna get fucking so pissed. Well, because Gary Pilnick said that maybe people should eat cereal for dinner. Everyone is out to cancel him. They are saying, fuck Gary Pilnick. Uh, one person said on Twitter, um, the CEO of Kellogg's was asked what families struggling to buy food should do. And his response was, they should eat cereal for dinner. This out of touch fucking scumbag probably hasn't been inside of a supermarket in decades. Boycott the fuck out of Kellogg's. <laughs> uh, the next one um this is from fox news soggy suggestion gary pilnick is suggesting that consumers dealing with high cost of food should eat cereal for dinner and his message is landing him in hot water they didn't want to go for a pun and say hot milk i guess um Americans are spending more money on food than they have in 30 years. Kellogg CEO Gary Pilnick's solution? Eat cereal for dinner. Um, Bidenomics. Kellogg CEO Gary Pilnick advised shoppers chalking up more of their paychecks to soaring grocery bills than they have in the past three decades to just eat cereal instead. <laughs> Handing out a special ignorant asshole award today, it goes to Kellogg's CEO, Gary Pilnick, who suggested that families who are struggling with high food, food prices should eat cereal for dinner. The guy who earns $4 million a year has a nerve to suggest that to us. Go fuck yourself, dude. So I think you guys get the, uh, get the gist of, of everything that's going on right now. <laughs> An important lesson here. This is why you just shut the fuck up. You open your mouth. Now you deal with the idiots. You shut the fuck up. No problems. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know who the fucking CEO of Kellogg was. But I mean, again, it's. I haven't seen the interview. I've only seen like the backlash on it. He may have said this as like a joke. Like whoever on CNBC was like, oh, you know, Gary, prices are higher than ever. Like, what do you think families in America should do? He might have been like, I think they should eat more cereal for dinner. <laughs> like he may have said it as a joke, but these people are just like roasting him and trying to cancel Kellogg's. There's yeah, the, the one person literally said boycott Kellogg's. What is he supposed to do? Like he's the CEO of a cereal yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, I think he's supposed to figure out the entire economics for the country. Yeah, on a two-minute segment on CNBC, you want the the CEO of a cereal company to come up with the solution to inflation and grocery prices. Okay, why don't you go fuck yourself, you ignorant asshole award winner? Like, that's the, that's the real ignorant asshole. Like, leave this fucking guy alone. 
No, we're waiting. We're waiting for his solution. Yeah. <laughs> How dare he suggest that people just eat cereal for dinner? Okay. All right. So apparently we're not allowed to have fun anymore. No, we never were. <laughs> that was bouncy. Yeah. So I'm team Gary. And that's one of those things, like you said, when you said good luck to uh, boycotting Kellogg's, that's one of those things when you look it up and you realize all the things that Kellogg's actually owns, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's like one of those charts. Um, it's like a food chart. I think most of all the food companies are owned by like five companies. Like I think Unilever, Nestle, Kraft, and then like a couple other ones, they own like 90% of the market when it comes to like just food products, like just shit you find in a grocery store. I think it's like those something like five or six companies. Like you can you can look it up, like the um let me see if i can find it really quick food companies own everything let's try googling that um yeah okay so it is kellogg's <laughs> um let me see if i can find the full yeah here's the full map so it's nestle unilever coca-cola pepsi general mills kellogg's dannon Mars, Mondelez, and Associated British Foods. Fuck them. Fuck Associated British Foods. Get them out of here. So that's Mondelez, Mars, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine companies effectively own everything in the grocery store. Right? Just under Kellogg's, you have like all of the fucking cereals. Then you have Cheez-Its, Eggos, Pop-Tarts, Pringles, Nutrigrain, Kashi, Kinder, Keeblers, um, all of these like random things that I can't read because the map's too small. Chips Deluxe, like all of the, those are all Kellogg's, right? It's like, it's insane. It's absolute insanity. You're not going to do that. You're not going to boycott Kellogg's. People aren't smart enough to. We need to put a bow on it. They're not smart enough to. They own too much shit. Yeah. So. All this, this poor guy. Like I said, I'm team Gary. Guy's just trying to make a fucking joke. So. That's, uh. That's going to do it for us. So. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Again, don't forget we beat the uh, we beat the appeal. So thank you. Uh, you can help us out by subscribing up above. So hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the thumbs up button down below. Uh, you can subscribe also if you're an audio only guy. Uh, go to Spotify or Apple. Uh, leave us a review and five stars over there. Uh, you can get the show on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Uh, Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Website is sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch, 
You can get that cool coaster that Jones has right there. Um, and literally anything else that you want with the logo on it. Um, what else? Check out the show notes below, uh, and you'll get all kinds of links and promo codes and deals to all of the, uh, sponsors of the show. So go support those guys. They're great. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, so until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>